Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming up on In-Flight Snack, Aaron Rodgers played his first game as a Jet in a Jets uniform. A real game, not a practice, not a scrimmage, a real football game for the New York Jets. I have some takeaways. We'll break it down in a second. Lobs one, front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson adds a Jet touchdown. Aaron Rodgers slips a magical throw to Garrett Wilson. Looks up the seat, fires, caught! Touchdown! Garrett Wilson scores! Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Rodgers going end zone, Lazard, he's got it for the touchdown! Looking downfield, leaves a bomb for Davis. Sauce Gardner's there, and it's knocked away. Sauce Gardner in position on Gabe Davis, knocks it away, and the Jets are going to take a knee and win it. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Rami Lavi. And if you heard, there's a new touchdown added to our open for the podcast. And that's because Aaron Rodgers played his first game as a New York Jet in a Jets uniform. It was a preseason game against the B squad, but it was a real game in the NFL. It wasn't a practice, it wasn't a scrimmage against the Giants, their B team, but still. It was a real game. And the number one takeaway, because I have a few, and we'll do this when there's big news, big things. I'll jump on here right afterwards and break it down. And that way we don't go too long without having reactions to certain things. So this is my instant reaction. It'll be a shorter episode, but it'll be an instant reaction to Aaron Rodgers. And really just, I don't know, what do you have? Eight throws, something like that. Two possessions, two drives, one with a touchdown and ended with a touchdown. Uh, that was his day for the Jets. So the big number one t- story, number one takeaway for me, Rodgers didn't get hurt. All the hullabaloo, all the things we talked about, all that anxiety and everything that we wondered going into the game. And you heard me talk about all of last week with my father, with Will Parkinson, and then finally on the last episode of the week. On th- I think we talked about none of it mattered. Aaron Rodgers was healthy. He made it through. He didn't get hurt. He didn't really get hit other than that one play. I guess Isaiah Simmons might have touched him. But other than that, he made it through without getting hurt. So all that was just a bunch of anxiety for nothing. So Rodgers stays healthy. There's the number one takeaway. Now, I want to start on the other side of the field because all the starters played, not just Aaron Rodgers. The starting defense played as well, and the starting defense looks fantastic. They played only seven snaps, and when asked about why they only played seven snaps after the game... Robert Sala said, quote, they're ready. And I'd have to agree with Sala. They're 1,000% ready. And one thing that jumped out for sure is Jermaine Johnson. Everyone talked coming into camp. He looks like a different dude. He hadn't played in any of the preseason, though. 
he made a difference in this game. Obviously, he has the first call that goes against him, the late hit out of bounds, kind of BS call, but he was right in there. Then he gets a sack on the second possession. Just unbelievable. And what's so key is they're getting pressure with three and four. I've talked about this. If you listen to my podcast, the Rami Lavi podcast last year, you listen to me talking about how much Quinn and Williams means to this team, why he's so important. The same reason I talked two years ago so much about Aaron Donald. Those guys are so important because they allow you to get pressure with only three and four up front. And what happens is now you have so many more guys in the secondary covering and it's impossible to defend everyone at once. So if you're getting pressure with three and four opens up everything you can do. And then if you blitz, you send a fifth, a sixth, forget about it. It's over. So the Jets getting home every single time that pressure in the Giants face now granted again, second team, but the Jets had pressure every single time with those three and those four guys. And when Quinton Williams beat his man, I guess it was Tyrod Taylor had to step right up and right there was Jermaine Johnson to bury him for a sack. And not only were they getting pressure though with three and four, sometimes you're a great pass rushing team, but those same three and four guys were good enough to stop the run. The run wasn't even getting to the second level. Uh, one more great defensive play was the huge hit by Michael Carter. I love that. Just gets a, a giant hit, a tackle for, or maybe uh, maybe a short gain, maybe a loss on one play where just a quick pass because there was pressure and he's stepping right up. 11 guys rallying to the ball. You hear it, the same cliche over and over again in the NFL, but it's huge. You made it happen and it was awesome. So that's awesome to watch just seeing that defense. It's going to be, like they said on the broadcast, a championship caliber defense but they need an offense to go with it. And it seems like we have that offense. When Rodgers comes out onto the field, the applause was insane. You just heard the entire MetLife Stadium explode. The Jet fans are so ready for this. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game, he felt the crowd. He felt the stadium. He felt like what's going to be like in a rivalry game on a Monday night, the last game of week one. Remember last game of week one last year was when Russell Wilson returned back uh, to Seattle. This crowd, the energy in Seattle, the energy is going to be crazy at MetLife Stadium. It doesn't hold sound quite the way it does in Seattle at the field there for sure, but it's going to be nuts at MetLife Stadium for that Monday night game. I'm still debating whether I should go or not. Maybe we'll talk about it. We have two weeks now to talk about things. There's not much to talk about here. There's not going to be another game. There'll be another Hard Knocks episode. We'll recap that and we'll get to what's going to happen with this podcast for the next couple of weeks until games start because once games start, we're going to have an instant reaction to every game and a preview to every game. It's pretty much going to be twice a week podcast with maybe one more episode thrown in there for like a mini episode like this. If there's big news, something big happens like this. Um, the applause was awesome. So that's that was first. And then the number one thing Rodgers does is he makes the easy look easy. The first three passes are simple, dink and dunk, easy passes. Something that was so difficult for Zach Wilson to do. And really the main reason why this Jets team couldn't succeed because if Zach could make the easy look easy. We know he could do the difficult stuff, but if he was able to make the easy look easy with this kind of defense, like we just talked about, they would have had a really good offense last year, especially if Brees Hall stays healthy, but he wasn't able to do it, unfortunately. And part of it was the pressure it got to him. I understand. So not blaming the kid there, but they go out and it leads to them getting Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers comes in easy, quick screen pass to Garrett Wilson, quick throw over the middle to Conklin. Quick throw to Randall Cobb or an out route to Mikko Hardman, making everything look so simple. Now, they got into their first third and five, and that's when there's tons of pressure coming. He rolls out to his right side, and Isaiah Simmons is the one who brings the pressure, basically unblocked because he was an extra defender, and he comes and runs over Michael Carter, who was the running back. 
going one-on-one against him. And then Rodgers has to throw it away. And by the way, Arizona Cardinals, that's the best you could have gotten. Like, I get it. The Giants, some people were saying collusion, that they just pulled off a seventh rounder for Isaiah Simmons, a guy who was, what, a top 10 pick in the draft a couple of years ago. And he was being played as a safety. Everyone talked about he's an undersized linebacker. He's a linebacker, though. He's a unicorn. He's going to be hard to use. This is what everyone talked about when he was first came into the league with Arizona. When they drafted him, they wanted someone special, someone with speed, but strong enough to play linebacker. He's really just a rusher. He's not a safety. They played him basically at free safety. A lot of people make jokes about Jamal Adams, that he's really just a rusher, right? But he plays safety, but he can't do much at safety. Yeah, he's solid in coverage, Isaiah Simmons, but he's a real unicorn. He's just a quick guy to have in your defense. It's so interesting. And they gave up on that talent for a seventh round pick. Like, it makes me think, like, people say collusion, but no, did they not? Like, or the Giants threw a little extra money under the rug for them or under the table for them. I don't understand. Did you not shop him around? Because you definitely could have gotten more than just a seventh round pick, in my opinion. If you're Arizona, you probably could have gotten a lot more for Isaiah Simmons. But that's my rant about Isaiah Simmons. He's going to be fantastic for the Giants this year. He gets the pressure one-on-one against Michael Carter. Carter can't stop him. Simmons is much stronger than him. So he gets to Rodgers. Rodgers is able to roll away from it, but then kind of gets tripped up at the end. Throws it out of bounds. That's his first possession. Then after a huge... um, a huge return. He comes down the second possession. He had to throw to Zama that he was kind of pissed about. And immediately I thought, oh yeah, Rogers, you're not getting pissed. You're, you're not the angry type, the snap type. After one throw over the middle to Zama that there was a miscommunication, he was either yelling at himself because Uzama was open or he was yelling at Uzama because he ran the wrong route. He ran a little flat as opposed to running up the field a little bit. So yeah, let's, let's cool the brakes on Rogers is going to be a different person and not get mad at his teammates anymore. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. And so far, I haven't seen it. But that next throw that he makes to Garrett Wilson, and I thought was the most impressive throw of the day. And we'll get to the touchdown, which everyone's freaking out about. But there's a throw along the right sideline where it ends up being a pass interference. But that throw across the wrong right sideline where he just gets it in there. Now, Garrett Wilson is having his wrist held, and that's why he can't get two hands on it. But it would have been an incredible catch, just an impossible throw to make between I guess the the sideline, the safety, the defender, and Garrett Wilson just in that perfect window. And it was a third and five. You know what that tells you? We talked about this on last episode. Rodgers already has his guy that he trusts on third and five, and it's going to be Garrett Wilson. That connection is going to be so incredible this year. He throws it up the sideline, and unfortunately, it was called pass interference because I thought if there wasn't a pass interference on the play, Wilson would have caught it anyway. He almost made a crazy one-handed catch as it was, But that, to me, was the nicest play of the game. And then he throws the touchdown throw right after that. And I've listened to the Bob Wachusen call, the ESPN radio call. You heard it in the open of the episode. I've listened to that 15 times already. Bob Wachusen on the call. That's a jet touchdown. Calling an actual Garrett Wilson from Aaron Rodgers touchdown. Just an impossible window. And he says, Rodgers afterwards said, yes, because I noticed this. They were running a lot of the plays from under center and not in the shotgun. So he said, yeah, that was originally supposed to be a run play. They audibled at the line, and he said he saw he had a one-on-one. They were going to bring him pressure again because Wink was bringing pressure all day. Wink Martindale, who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants, was bringing pressure all day on Rodgers. Didn't matter. Rodgers, you're not going to be able to do that in an entire season. So yeah, they got pressure. They got home from time to time. That's just not going to work. That's not how the NFL works, especially once Rodgers finds these one-on-one coverages. He's going to make it look easy, and they're going to be able to run the ball once they have Cook and Hall in there. It's You, you can't just play zero coverage and blitz Aaron Rodgers every single time. 
So it's cool that you did that, Wink Martindale. Barrage just kind of laughed about it after the game. He's like, yeah, so we just found the coverage that we liked, found the receivers, the matchups that we liked, which, by the way, was Garrett Wilson almost every single time. And we made easy pitch and catch. And that throw, he said, they audible out of the run. And he said, yes, Garrett Wilson makes it extremely easy because that's a difficult throw to make. And Jet fans and Jet media is freaking out about that throw because they haven't seen that throw. But Roger said... I've made that throw countless times in my career. And as a Rodgers fan, I've seen him make throws like that. He said, but Garrett Wilson makes it a little bit easier because he puts up his hands so late, meaning the defender has his back to the quarterback. He's just reacting to the wide receiver. And the second his hands go up, the defender tries to put his hands in between them. And because Garrett Wilson puts his hands up so late, it makes it a much easier throw for Rodgers. The window is open for a little bit longer for the ball to get there. Wilson makes the catch, the touchdown. Obviously incredible. It's not enough. Because I'm going to need a lot. I'm going to have to watch that video so many more times to get me through to the next two weeks just till I get to see Rodgers playing a game for the Jets. But overall, I can't be upset. Um, They said they held a lot back. Like I said, there was a lot from under pressure or from under center, I should say. But he didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt. That's the biggest thing. The other thing after the game, big story, Mekhi Becton was named the left tackle or starting right tackle rather. And listen, he earned it. But he's going to have to keep earning it. That's the big thing with Mekhi Becton. When he's played, he's always been all pro caliber, always been excellent. The problem is that he just loses focus and then can't stay on the field because he's not healthy, he's overweight, whatever the issue is with Mekhi Becton. Remember the tweet, I think it was earlier this summer when he tweeted, I'm a left tackle as opposed to being a right tackle. Well, no, now you're the starting right tackle, which is still big. You still earned that. But you're going to have to keep earning it. Keep earning more every day in practice, every day in the games. He looks good on the right side. He's going to have to keep earning it. That right side could be really a strength of the team if him and Elijah Vera Tucker stay healthy and stay really good because those two guys are really, really good. Like I said, the offensive line, you can't really tell from this game because they did so many quick throws. You're not going to play, be able to play zero coverage and blitz every single time against Rodgers. Just not going to happen. Um, but that's, that's really the only takeaway. There's not much more to talk about from this game. Like I said, he stayed healthy. He made a couple of really nice throws. Garrett Wilson's his number one guy. Uh, and like he said, they held a lot back. We'll see a lot more from them, but it's just fun to see it, to see him on the field in my life stadium, let him get a feel for the crowd, get a feel for the stadium, all the videos of him coming out of the tunnel and stuff like that. You see how much he was taking it in and that way they'll be ready. They went through a game day and they'll be ready. Come buffalo on monday night on september 11th what we're going to do on this podcast until then we're going to have a coach's ranking so these are just a few episodes off the top we'll have a coach's ranking nfl coach's ranking we'll break it down we'll talk about the top fantasy players we'll do this probably this week because i know a lot of people's fantasy drafts are either this week or coming up soon in the next week so we'll talk about who you should be taking for your fantasy team and where as far as jets players so a jets fantasy breakdown i guess We'll have an AFC East projection. We'll talk about the teams in the AFC East. We'll have a final season preview, which will be a Jets preview. We'll look at the schedule, look at the players, what kind of stats they could have. And then obviously we'll have any episodes for news, breakdowns, anything that pops up. We'll talk about that as well on the podcast. So this, just a mini episode, an episode like this we'll be doing from time to time when news happens. But Aaron Rodgers plays in his first game is a success. He didn't get hurt. So until next time, please like, subscribe, share it with a friend, subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, rate, review, share it because this podcast is going to blow up and you want to be part of the movement. And until then, I'll see you all later. Thanks for listening. Rex. Let's go to eat a...
damn snack. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.